Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw, episode number 46. And um, our whole structure to this episode has been thrown off by news that dropped no longer than about 10 minutes ago. Ivan Tony banned for eight months. Ivan Tony, Brentford star man, he's got his first England call up this season, but he couldn't stay away from Bet365. He's like me. Gambling is no joke. Suckers you in, mate. Yeah, please gamble responsibly. But um, yeah, big but episode yeah. up ahead where we talk about the ins and outs of Brentford with and without Ivan Tony. What that means for him as a Brentford player, what that means for him as potentially moving on. Does that what it means for England? For England. I mean, that's also a big transfer target for a lot of clubs where he's taken off the market. We've got a lot of movement with uh, Thomas Frank. Rumours uh, sprouting for him maybe moving to potentially towards Tottenham. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll also be discussing Arsenal. Um, disappointing result against Brighton. Um, sort of what this means for them going forward. Obviously, the title is all about Man City's again. Um, but what do Arsenal need to do over the summer to sort of make sure they don't fall behind and actually bridge the gap towards City? Because we've seen teams like Liverpool trying to do it. And it hasn't worked. So, um, yeah. Before the episode begins, make sure you subscribe. We're coming at you. Do it. Subscribe. Ivan Tony, talk to me. What was it? I think it was like 200 on something counts of gambling or like football related gambling. So, it's crazy. Previous, previous people who have been done for this sort of thing, we've had Joe Barton. Joe Barton, yeah. Um, and he was it a two-year ban, and he served like the second part year in Marseille in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had uh, Trippier, didn't he get done? I think so. And but they were minor accounts. My guy Ivan Tony, four million counts of I, I don't even know. But it's not. I would like to know what he's betting on. Yeah, I want to know like kind of his profit loss. I would think that if you're betting on your own games, that's like a ba- indefinite ban. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, exactly that. If you, like, bet on, like, the Guatemalan League, then fucking fares too, yeah, you've got a problem. But you're not harming anyone. But, yeah, if you're betting on Ivan Tony to get a yellow card and you are Ivan Tony, probably a little bit sticky. Yeah, it's it's weird, but obviously we'll never be privy to that information, I don't think. But we can look at it in a broader aspect. What does this mean for Brentford? Obviously, Brentford had a really, really good season uh, building on their success from last season. And uh, they've looked like a proper Premier League outfit, as much as I hate to say it. Um, they've run really well. Yeah, top half secured now. That's their kind of... That's your bread and butter, mate. For a team that came up, what, two seasons ago? To be now pretty much a surty top halfer, that's probably the best kind of promoted to Premier League established time span I can remember in a hot minute. Can't remember many teams that have. Was this Brentford's first time ever in the Premier League? Yeah, yeah, it's their first time. I mean, Sheffield United did quite well a few seasons ago with Chris Wilder, didn't they? Yeah, and then just. But they haven't. They didn't. They didn't build on that. Second season syndrome. Whereas Brentford, been here a couple of seasons now, and they only look like they're getting better. And for a team that has just come up for the first time, it's good going. It is very good going. But is that all about to fall apart? Well. In front of our eyes. Their promotion season, Ivan Tony broke the championship goal scoring record, mm. later broken by one Alexander Amitrovic. But um, he was their talismanic player. Uh, he was their star striker. He did tear up the championship. He came into the Premier League. 
he had a decent first season and he's absolutely smashed it this season, even with the looming threat of a ban overhead. Um, it's strange because he didn't play the last weekend or this weekend, just gone. Uh, it was Visser and, and Bermo at, like, making up the, t- the front two. It is going to be difficult for Brentford because so for the next eight months, I don't know, is, is it eight months from the beginning of the next season? Well, I don't know. I, I couldn't really work it out. I think it's from now because he misses the Man City game coming up. And so it's eight months of no football-related activities. Don't know what that means. Does that mean he go to the stadium? Probably not. But um, eight months from now, so he misses two games of this season. And then he got, what, like two months of the summer that he wouldn't be playing anyway. He's going to be out until like... So he's going to be out until maybe just after Christmas. Yeah. And like, in the grand scheme of things, that's like pretty shocking for Brentford because by Christmas, the table starts to... To form. To form. You have your relegation you, candidates. Yeah, you know where you have your top half is. You're yeah. battling. And so to not have Ivan Tony for the rest of this season, even though their season's pretty much done, and then the start of next season... I think that puts Brentford at a disadvantage from the start, obviously. It makes their summer a lot more interesting. So yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of the ban, um, but maybe he can go play abroad. Maybe they line him out for the season. Maybe they sell him off to a foreign club. I don't know if he can play abroad. It might just be an FA ruling. I don't know whether they have jurisdiction. No, yeah, no idea. Yeah, so it's, there'll probably be like technicalities to it that we, we're not privy to. But um, knocking the word privy, oh, bro. I pulled that out twice. I don't yeah. think I've said that. Like, Jeez, mm. my guy. We don't have that knowledge. Not privy to the word privy. Um, but yeah. So for me, I thought he was going to be a pretty heavy transfer target for a lot of teams. Yeah, Thomas Frank saying he had a hundred million valuation, which is a bit crazy. But I guess nice. it's one of those things. Like to Brentford, he is probably worth about a hundred million. That is but, the um, argument that's going around everywhere now, isn't it? It's like. Declan Rice, what's he worth? Well, he's worth that to West Ham, so that's what he's worth. And it's like, okay, yeah, shut up. But realistically, I yeah, mean, we uh, need. I agree with that evaluation, but you're never going to get 100 million for yeah. Ivan Tony. And um, so, but yeah, it makes their summer way more interesting. It does. He's not going to be as valuable a prospect if he can even be sold. They're going to need some um, some recruitment up top. Yeah, so they signed Kevin Sharder, I think, in January, and he's been playing a couple of games, but. Obviously, hasn't got the kind of impact that Ivan Tony has, and then it's kind of a case of do they buy someone that is going to be their first choice, and kind of settle for the fact that when Tony comes back at Christmas time or whatever it is, they sell him in the January window straight away. I think maybe well, it's it's going to be strange because are they going to yeah, like you say, are they going to just go with what they have? Or maybe they bring in someone like, uh, I was going to say, Victor Gukarez from the commentary striker. He's mm. on loan from Brighton. He's had a really impressive season of championship. Yeah. He, he's semi-like Ivan Tony. That could be an interesting shout. Or do they go for, like, I don't know, Falk Vecor or something like that, maybe? <sighs> Bloody not Falk <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's interesting, especially because, like we were saying, there are teams that were sniffing around Ivan Tony, Man United, Chelsea, even Arsenal were looking at him. And it's now those teams, what do they do? Do they try and buy him at a cut price? Knowing that Brentford can't play him and they're probably looking to 
I know do something with him. It's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. We will know more in the coming days, probably when Thomas Frank has his press conference or Brentford release a statement or yeah. We, we yeah. I mean, the internet will be found out. I'm, you'll have journalists who who'll find out for you. Um, but until then, this literally only happened about twenty minutes ago, a half hour ago. So we're we're still pretty much. Uh, not privy to the information. <laughs> we are not privy to the information. <laughs> nah, it's it's interesting because, um, like we were saying about Thomas Frank, he's been linked to Tottenham, and I I tweeted this from the Bordeaux account that if he did get the Tottenham job, I don't know if he's favourite for the Tottenham job. I think there's a couple of people um, in Rogers discussion. Is up there, is up there really? um, who's the current Fynood manager? Um, oh, uh, Ernest Lot. Yeah, Ernest Lot. Um, Ernest Lot. And uh, so there's a couple of people in discussion. But I like the idea of Thomas Frank going there. And then if they were to lose Harry Kane for 100 mil, they could use that 100 mil, not necessarily pay 100 million for Ivan Tony. although Thomas Frank has shot himself in the foot by saying that he's worth 100 million. And then if Thomas Frank was to leave and try and buy Ivan Tony, he'd have to pay 100 million. But say um, they sell Harry Kane and they're with like 75% of the money by Ivan Tony and they've got Thomas Frank. That's good moves from Tottenham. So it's interesting to see what happens with Brentford this summer in terms of their business, in terms of Ivan Tony's business, in terms of Tottenham and Frank business. The ripple effect. The ripple, but the real ripple effect. The not real. The not <laughs> kind of um, made up ripples that aren't really accurate. That don't actually do anything. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, let us know down below. What do you think is going to happen with Ivan Tony? Let us will know he the stay or will he go? Of what happens to Ivan Tony and his band. If he stays, it will be trouble. If he leaves, it could be double. Yeah. Come on. Not 200 million, though. All right, moving on to trouble. Arsenal. Trouble in paradise. It, well, oh, you were away. I've, all I've seen yeah, on my social media recently is just montages of Arsenal fans, Arsenal fan TV. Gary Neville beefing all the getting, Arsenal getting, TVs. Yeah, he got carried away a bit, and it's easy to say that now, but you've got to be involved in the fun uh, when you're up there. You've got to enjoy your time in the sun. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, if you don't celebrate out of fear of it going wrong, then what's the point of being on the journey? At least you had a few months of bliss. It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. That's what they say. <laughs> but yeah, it, so... Arsenal's title hopes all but dashed at I the loved hands. them and I lost them. At the hands of an emphatic Deserbys Brighton. Um, They're so good, man. They put you to the sword. They never really looked too stretched. Yeah. Um, Stupinen, I think, is an outrageous player. A good little fantasy option as well. Uh, I did have him in my team. Same. Come yeah, on. he's a very good player. And uh, still Moises Caicedo. Yeah. Moises Caicedo's different he mate. is he for me might be the best uh, in the league he's one of the best players in the league not even like fucking dm or he was playing right back pretty much this game it but was a crazy. structured pulling apart of the arsenal system i know um, you want to talk about arsenal and we'll talk about arsenal but i have a question for you before we dive into arsenal and it's kind of you've got to take it with a pinch of salt but who do you think would be a better squad going forward and more kind of trouble to the to shout out Rory Jennings, who would be a more problem to the establishment? Eddie Howe and his Newcastle team, or Deserby and his Brighton team, if 
Brighton don't get picked apart this summer, which they almost certainly are. Zerbi came out in the press conference after the Arsenal game and said McAllister's gone this summer, Caicedo's gone this summer. Uh, So more chance is they'll be picked apart and they've got a good track record of recruiting very well. But obviously that is... You're not going to hit a gem every time. You can't predict that. My answer to the question is probably Newcastle. Newcastle have the funding behind them. I think they're... I don't want to say it like this, set up better for success, but Newcastle are a bigger club with a bigger history, with a better stadium, with like really, really passionate fans. Mm. Um, and obviously they've got some money now. Yeah. And I'm not saying that their success is because of the money, but they've done very well in terms of their recruitment. Their, their appointment of Eddie Howe has worked out phenomenal. They signed up at players like Bruno Guimaraes, uh, Alexander Isak, Sven Botman, Nick Pope, like Kriam and Trippier, all these brilliant, brilliant players. Newcastle were doing it really well. Maybe it gets overlooked because of how much, how the background of the money noise, basically, that is overriding yeah. the success of what Newcastle have actually done for the amount of money they spent. Um, so, yeah, for me, it would be, it is going to be Newcastle. I'm going to say Brighton. But Brighton, Brighton, do I think people are more willing to accept Newcastle as a, as a bigger club than Brighton. Brighton are like, and I don't think it will the ever last. Like, the, the big six is the big six for a reason. They will always be there or thereabouts. And you might have these seasons where things happen. But for the most part, the big six is the big yeah. six. And there's a reason for that. They're the most, they are the most money. They have the best backing. They have like the most fans in, in uh, the UK and the world. So yeah. there's a reason for that. I think Brighton's success will last, but for how long? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I think Brighton for me... I think right now they're a bigger problem to the big six than Newcastle. I think if you're playing a game versus game. But like, that, is, that comes with the hindsight that... Or not with the hindsight, with the caveat that um, Brighton will get picked apart. Like you said, they're, they're not as big a club as Newcastle and they're definitely not as big a club as the top six. But... I think Zerbi's a quality manager. I think Zerbi is a top, I think top manager. Better than Eddie Howe. Maybe only Gary O'Neill better than him. Maybe. And so I think that comes with the territory, doesn't it? That someone will come in and get to Zerbi. Maybe, I don't know, Ten Hag will get sacked at United and United will get to Zerbi. Or maybe... Arteta gets sacked by Arsenal. Maybe. Or bloody, I don't know, Klopp or Pep leave. Exactly. So it's one of those where Brighton will lose their assets quicker than Newcastle and therefore won't be as big of a challenge. But if they manage to retain their their assets and their manager, in some in some world where they 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 are immune to transfer, yeah, windows, if there's a big twan- yeah. transfer cull and no one can do anything, I think Brighton they're looking good. Their squad is young, hungry, developing well under the Zerbi. They're making smart signings. They signed that Dahoud on a free transfer from Dortmund. Yao Pedro from Watford. James Milner, he's a young, un- undiscovered gem. Yeah, that James, I've heard a lot about him. <laughs> Bowler! Actually, yeah, it's Football top, top manager, top. regen, mate. But, um, yeah, I think Brighton, quality side. And I wasn't even surprised that we got pumped by them. I think Dennis we've, just, ru- scored against we've just run out of legs this season. And Brighton are, Brighton are this team that they've got too many legs. Yeah, it's just when I was watching it, it just felt like days. they had extra players on the pitch. Energy for days, though. They had extra players on the pitch. Their mm. players always, always made the right pass. They were always in the right position. Yeah. And the system was so well set up. 
and that was a result of it, that they, they Arsenal were suffocated. They couldn't do anything. It felt like every Brighton player was first to every every loose ball. It felt like they wanted it more. It looked like the Brighton players were stronger. When I lose that duel, I'm upset. That's Arteta. You're a Mexican man. <laughs> kind of Latino man. But yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, yeah. And yeah, Brighton players just looked physically stronger than Arsenal players. And I don't know whether it's Arsenal what will have an effect going into next season. Because as much as it like it is it's really, really, really it's underwhelming to say that it's a fall from grace because what they achieved was amazing. Like, few teams have ever pushed City this far. But, like, Liverpool, they literally lost the... League last day of the season. Le- right? Like, the last 20 minutes, it was that 3-1 versus Aston, game versus Aston Villa, wasn't it, for City? Mm-hmm. We thought Stevie G was going to do it for Liverpool. But look at them this season. And I, if I'm Arsenal now, and I think it's been a topic of conversation, it's gone around on the internet up for a long, for a while now, or recently even. That's the word. Uh, Arsenal got to be looking over their shoulders, perhaps maybe not looking ahead, but the mentality has to be look ahead. I think so, and that comes with new players in and out, and um, a big summer, big summer ahead for Arsenal. Arteta, I think this is the first game. In a long time, that I've seen him come out after the game and call out the players. He's he normally, always protects them. Yeah, he's normally one. You see it in the All or Nothing. You see it in interviews where he's like, um, that's between me and the players. I'll always protect the players. Blah, blah, blah. But this game, he said, we can't capitulate like that. If you can't handle the heat, pretty much, he said, get out of the kitchen. So I think he's kind of got to a stage now where... And he's always been a bit of a winner. Obviously got that mentality instilled in him from Pep Guardiola. And so he's kind of got to a stage now where twice he's pushed his team close to achieving something more than anyone expected from from them and him. Like last season, nobody expected us to get Champions League. And we were pushing for Champions League the whole season. And then the team bottled it, if you want to call it bottled it, last, last few games. And this season, nobody projected us to get Champions League again. And then if they did, no one predicted us to battle for the league. And for us to bottle it again towards the end, I think he's got to a stage now where maybe he's a bit frustrated at some of the players and their kind of incapability to go See that final, over the line. Yeah, get that final few yards done. Potentially. Um, come back after the break and we will be discussing Arsenal summer, what they need to do. Can they bridge the gap to City? Or do they need to be looking behind over their shoulders? Soldiers? Sold shoulder at Liverpool and Salah bombing down the wing. Salah's got more goals in the system than Rashford this year. And Rashford's in team of the season. Or like, and I think he's um, nearly got as many assists as... Uh, how many? I think is Saka like three ahead of him. Yeah, I, th- oh, I think Saka's only like one. Ahead. Salah, Salah's had a good season as well. Salah's had a very good season. Poor by his standards, but still, still pretty much the second best right winger in the league behind Saka. Come back after the break. Well, we are nearing the end of the season, and as with every season, you pretty much got the lay of the table. Apart from at the very bottom, at the very top, Arsenal. Pretty. I. Well, they've got Champions League football for the first time in a very long time. And that's going to allow them to spend a little cash in the summer. I've seen 
Arteta is allowed to. I've seen rumours that he's allowed to blow the transfer records, and he's got two hundred million pound war chest to spend. News articles like that turn me on. Whenever well, I see Arsenal can spend two hundred million, I'm like, yes, please. And I mean, look at the players you have signed recently and how well they've done for you. Like the, the likes of Odegaard, the value you got him for it looks immense. Oh yeah, so we brought him for thirty, and I think his transfer market value now is like eighty nine million. And Crazy. so, like, you put in Gabriel Jesus, you put in Zinchenko over the summer who pushed you to that next level. Yes. Thomas Partey's turned to be like an amazing uh, defensive midfielder. You've got the likes of um, Tommy Asu, who's even come and done well. Aaron Ramsdale, probably been one of the best keepers in the league. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've made a transfer that's stunk up the gaff. Yeah. Which so used to be kind of every transfer religion for Arsenal so yeah it's going to be interesting um, and you're going to be a more attractive prospect now you've got the like you've got the like uh, the Champions League football to back it up yeah I've seen rumours and it's not it's not even a rumour it's just people associating news with what could be João Cancelo oh. he will not be staying at Bayern Munich no, neither will Sadio Mane they will not no both come but, back um we know how last summer Man City and Arsenal had a relationship where Man City off players and Arsenal picked them up. When Jao you're Cancelo, offing good players. No, no, I agree. I agree. Teams are going to come around and be like, yes, please. João Cancelo, for a very extended period of time, was... The best fullback in the world. Probably the best fullback in the world. Um, and wherever Arsenal sort of had issues this season have been the defensive line. Saliba and Tomiyasu have been injured and suddenly your defence has fallen apart. Yes. You went from conceding like 0.8 goals per game to like 1.8 or something. Like I think some ridiculous we've conceded stat. like 40 goals pretty much since Saliba's been out or something like that. It's crazy. Ben White has been exceptional this season. Really, really good. I think he would do a fantastic job at centre-back again in his natural role. You have João Cancelo on the market. If you can get him for a cut price... I think you've got one of the best right backs in the world. He obviously has worked with Arteta before. Yeah. I don't think the overlap was crazy long. It wasn't crazy but long, but still. And it's a system. Like, we've seen yeah. Arsenal play, we've seen Man City play, we've seen Pep's. I think Arsenal's new current style is more reminiscent of like a previous Man City, but obviously Man City had to change and adapt because of the likes of Erlen Haaland coming in. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I think you'd thrive very well in a Arteta system. I think that's an, that could be an unbelievable signer for you. And I think you'd be very excited as an Arsenal oh, I bloody love Cancelo. A lot of people saying that Arsenal's back line will get torn apart. Obviously, you'd never, ever play Cancelo and Zinchenko in the same defensive line. You'd play one or the other. I don't know though. And like, then play you like... had a system where you had like, you had Zinchenko, you had Saliba, Ben White or Gabriel... And then you had uh, Jao Cancelo on the right, yeah. And then you had when you went up to pr- like we you get had possession, no, you have possession, right? You have like Gabriel and Saliba split. Party drops in. Mm. You have that three at the back, that narrow three. Or instead of Party dropping in, big boy Decky Rice played at centre back, coming up through the ranks, is now probably one of the best CDMs in the world, and he's looking to leave West Ham. He's done his time there. And I think they're probably looking to cash in. I thought so. He was always being linked with Chelsea just because of his friendship with Mason Mount. I don't, is he a Chelsea fan as well? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I think but he's a West Ham that, fan. Ma- Mount seems know. to be on his way out of Chelsea. Yeah. I think he's rejected a new contract. Um, and so, yeah, Declan Rice, he could be going anywhere. Man United been linked with him. Chelsea been linked with him. Um, Arsenal been linked with him. I haven't seen him. Has he been linked to Liverpool? I don't think so. 
But yeah, it's um, he's going to be an interesting one to try. I to think he on. is, as far as the links, we've had a few links to a range of different players. But for me, he's the one that I think is definitely going to happen and pretty early into the summer. When there was like the Jack Grealish saga. Mate, Jack did Grealish you see the like, fucking Photoshop? Like him, like, hold up. It's mad. The Photoshop is so good. I didn't know it was a Photoshop. It had my ankles so hard. Because it's like a Snapchat and the guy's like, oh, yeah. I put a perk to the job. It's crazy good. And I was like, nah, that's crazy. But yeah, Declan Rice, I think that's happening. Last time we played West Ham, they had Mikel Arteta and Declan Rice had a little one-on-one. And then Odegaard and Declan Rice had a little one-on-one after the match. And I think he would just fit into the role so yeah, well. Like, Hendo and Trent basically done everything short but make love to G Bellingham and he's on his way to Madrid but that's because Liverpool not want to meet the valuation yeah so well, I guess you're right it'd be interesting to Come see to so Liverpool, where, lad. Where, where does Declan Weissden fit in does he take because I've heard Grant Shacker's uh, been linked to use at Bayern Leverkusen yeah we're, we're doing the ins but like we that. could do the outs yeah I think Grant Shacker is on so his way out he could be on his way out and I think he's had a redemption worthy of like a but he's a bit of like an Arsenal cult hero. He, he has yeah, I think so. Ups and downs. And I think it's nice for him to leave once we've got Champions League. Leave on a high. Yeah, and I think he's been an important player. He's obviously captained the club, didn't he, for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, so do you see Declan Rice moving into his eight role or do you see Declan Rice filling in? I don't know. It's going to be weird. I think he can do both, which is why I think he is Arsenal's perfect signing this summer. He can do in the harder games where we need... Part so say we could do Declan Rice and Party together, and Declan Rice one of the best progressive carriers in the league. I think he is the best progressive carrier from like the midfield positions when you're not talking about like um, wingers like Saka and Salah. He is like the best centre of the pitch progressive carrier. So to have him and Thomas Party in your midfield in a game where we're playing say we're playing City or we're playing Liverpool where we need stability and then the ability to carry the ball out beat presses I think he can do both but then say it's a game where we're going to be favourites you could play Declan Rice in the deeper role and then maybe have Odegaard and Fabio Vieira and Declan Rice can do all that work by himself lucky you can see him do for England like you see him do for West Ham so I think the ability that he has to play both positions is something that I think will suit Arteta down to the ground he loves players that a dynamic in their positions. I think that's something that City are really good at. Players can cover a range of different positions. I think that's where we're moving to in football these days. It's like you'd rather a player that can... Positions are like a rough template. Put like an 8 out of 10 in three positions rather than a player can put 9 out of 10 in one position. Well, and players are being asked individually to do more. So you have to have cover a wider variety of... You have to have a larger skill set. I mean, you look at like John Stones, yeah centre back playing right, right back, back. playing say EDM yeah. Like, yeah. formations you, you often have an out of the ball formation in possession formation and it changes throughout the game like players have to be smarter than ever now yeah 100% like, the, game, the game is so much quicker so much more intense so and I think that's why Declan Rice's quality he's got that IQ that Arteta wants well, he's got that kind what, of like leadering leadership mentality look what ha- a, a lack of positional variance within players is costly this season 100% Tomiyasu and your centre-back got injured at the same time That's a you're forced way. to play Rob Holding because you couldn't put Ben White back in centre-back mm. and you, you basically fall, fell off the face of the earth like it was it was bad 
if you had someone who could play DM, CDM, if you had someone who could play left back, centre back, like and you, you've seen even like Kanji's been playing left back. Exactly that. It, like you need players, Champions League, and what? that's why I think Cantelo would be an interesting signing. Obviously, play either side. He, yeah, he can play either side, but he's got this attitude situation. But if he can iron that out, I'd welcome him. And then another player that I want to talk about. So apparently, our two top signing, uh, top transfer rumors priorities targets targets is the word is Declan Rice and Moises Saicedo I feel like it's midfield overload I don't think it is Saicedo we've seen him play right back peppered Arsenal right back we've seen him play centre mid probably one of the best centre mids in the league at the moment to get him and Declan Rice would show the league that Arsenal mean business would you be happy with just Saicedo and Declan Rice I want I'd I'd take those two and an attacker over those two and Cancelo. So, for me, your problems this season, where you had where you struggled, what cost you the title, was your backline. I think. But do you not think Declan Rice and Saicedo? No, no, I I agree, and that was going to be my point. Like you're you're trying to like have so much of a control in the midfield and have such a defensive like protective barrier. It's going to be like phenomenal. You're going to have such freedom up front and freedom behind but Zinchenko I think he's good but is he good but I, I think he has a lot of issues that he tries to make up for with just being loud and like passionate which isn't bad I don't think he's a terrible left back but his I don't, country is at war at the moment I don't think I don't think Kieran Tierney so is that good so my guy for being a little bit emotional no 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 but that's always been his style like and he's, he's a captain of his country like he's 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 a really good player yeah don't think he's a top like five left back in the league. Did we not say he was like? I, yeah, <laughs> I, he was recent, ever. recent. <laughs> I've watched him more, and his weaknesses have been. We, we stink, you know. No, but his weaknesses have been fully, fully shone a spotlight upon. Yeah. Ben White, would you continue? Would you say next season he starts as right back for you every game? Yeah. So you're gonna go. He's Ramsdale, right back now. You're gonna go Ramsdale, Ben White, Gabriel Saliba, yep. and Zinchenko. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna have party and Declan Rice. Party Declan Rice, Cancelo on the bench, or maybe even party so on like, the bench. Where'd you get? You're gonna spend like 180 million. Party on the bench. You have party on the bench. Yep. Okay, so you got party on the bench. Declan Rice and Saicedo. Declan Rice and Saicedo. So Declan Rice is DM. Saicedo is the eight, or yep. the other way around. The either or, they can decide on the day. And you've got Odegaard as that like progressive eight, sexy. Yes, please. Yep. Yep. And then so. Forward line. How? What are we talking? Are we talking Martinelli, Saka, and Jesus. And then if we had the option, because you got I'd, Trossard still. I uh, we do have Trossard. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Trossard. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's a nice little player. To be fair, uh, him and Martinelli, they can battle it out. I but want Saka. Nelson as well. Yeah, I want to keep Reese Nelson because he should have been starting more towards the end of the season. My baby boy Bukayo, love you every single day of the week. But his form towards the end of the season took a bit of a, not even a bit of a dip. Dipped hard. He's been stinky. Garlic and herb Nando's no uh, Domino's dip. That kind of dip. That dip's hard. That was the dip that S- Saka had at the end of the season. A lot of dips. But um, yeah, Reese should have been playing a bit more towards the end of the season. I hope he signs a new contract. But if he doesn't, Mate, he's really good. If he doesn't sign, we need to get someone to compete with Saka because he's quality. He's getting away with it a bit, and I never. Thought it's like he- what, it's like Harry Kane because Saka is probably, in my opinion, the best right winger in the league. Harry Kane is probably the best striker in the league. It's like, how do you sign a player 
knowing and like that player knowing that like you're barely going to get in the team because no, that player I, is like, going to be dropping nine out of ten. I don't think week. his attitude is a problem. I don't, I don't like maybe no, it's not. Maybe it's like subconsciously he's not being pushed hard enough. Or no, whatever. it's not Saka's problem. It's the player coming in. Will they like be happy with a bench oh. role because Saka will start ninety five percent of the games because he's that good, but. Is that player coming I in like, I'm, I'm happy like to be this benched. season? Like you didn't have like such an obvious option there, or a good enough option there, mm. that Saka's been forced to play every minute of every game. Yeah, yeah. He's been overworked. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I want someone like, to he push him. Leggy. Yeah, I want someone to push him. So yeah, I mean, so uh, ideally, let's say you got two hundred million to spend. Yeah, you spend a hundred million on Declan Rice. Yeah, that's a thirty, right? Yeah, boy. So you're gonna spend like I'd hardball him ninety million. <laughs> 90 million on Declan Rice Bash. and then you get Saicedo for like 70 yeah nice little five. sweet 70 so let's say you spent like around about 160 million okay? in an in a ideal world you yep. got two midfielders sorted got rid of Xhaka you got rid of I don't know dead weight yeah, holding, so maybe holding I think Sheffield United and Leeds are looking at him let's say 10 mil for holding 15 mil for Xhaka maybe like El goes uh, who else have we got that we can ship off for Dough. Maybe Balogun comes back up. Pablo Mari. And then, yeah, we've got to deal with the Balogun situation. Do we... He's just signed for... Um, uh, not USA. signed, but yeah, he's... Uh, allegiance. Pledged allegiance to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the to the flag. But, um... So, a lot... I've seen a lot of people say that for Arsenal, he is such an asset now, commercially, that... You don't want to get rid of him. You, and especially because we're American-owned. Because he's LeBron James of soccer now. We're American-owned. So the kind of marketing ability that he has is skyrocketing. You, you could get a, you could get like an actual good American player like Tim if you were. Ah. He's good, man. Nah, Balgan's better. But um, so... Does he stay? Does Eddie go? Or do, do we let Balogun go for Doe? Nan and Donovan out of retirement. So it's, it's a crazy one. I'd say we've got about 60 mil and outgoings that we could do. So, reason like, let's be reasonable. Who are we getting into challenge Saka? I've seen links with Moussa Diaby from Leverkusen. Yeah, you don't want to go too high. You don't no. want to bring, you're not going to go get like a... Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I've seen ridiculous <laughs> reports about Cristiano Ronaldo being like, he's going to sign for Arsenal in January. It's fucking Piers Morgan just uh, sucking him off. He's such a weirdo, man. Oh, he's funny, Piers Morgan. I though. swear down, if Ronaldo was like to Piers, can I shit in your mouth? Piers would say, yeah. <laughs> I swear Piers, down. Piers wouldn't say nothing. He'd have his mouth open. Yeah, I swear down. Um, Weird Don. So yeah, realistically, who are we looking at? I'd say the likes of Moussa Diaby, maybe... My boy Solly March. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We wouldn't go for Solly March, but Brian's B team. Oi, um, yeah. Now nah, I, I think Moose is signing Danny Welbeck again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> facts. He put in a good shift against us, but uh, maybe Michael Elise. Those kind of those kind of man them. It's weird because the right winger role seems to ha- have like such less not like talentful, but maybe like well like top tier players mm. then maybe the left side of the pitch yeah it's like Saka and Salah and then a bit of a tear down yeah you got like Rodrigo at Madrid he's yeah, alright Rodrigo's good Fede Valverde mate yeah get him out of the centre mate the fact that they got Jude and then they already got Valverde mate, they got Camavinga playing left back Camavinga mate. he's been little Liverpool hasn't he well so oh, many no, good many players Liverpool, I think. it's actually a bit rude uh, what yeah. is happening with Real Madrid so they're playing tonight Obviously, this will come out after the match. 
We're doing a live stream. Go back and watch it if um, there are going to be goals it. and there's going to be reactions. Is Ancelotti going to leave at the end of the season? Because like they're signing. So I saw those ch- chats like. Um, Jubelman had a chat with Ancelotti love the sound of the Real Madrid project but if Ancelotti's not there what is the project how do they know what the project is well I saw um, I saw like an interview with Trippier where he was like he was going to go to Napoli when Ancelotti was manager yeah and then he was about to sign and Ancelotti left yeah and then he he went to Atletico Madrid which is is strange Um, yeah I don't know that's weird Ancelotti's got that clout man Ancelotti is, is, is a boy he's a dong Don Even Carlo. he couldn't make it work at Everton, so Deitch better than Ancelotti? Yeah, sure. Um, sure. So Arsenal, I think we mean business. If we go about our business, smart. But the project's sped up so much that I think Arsenal fans are going to be in for an interesting summer of bigger players than maybe we thought we were... Question time. Hit me. Do Arsenal finish with more points or less points than next season? Than this season, what are we on? I think we're on like eighty. It's obviously it's, we, this is like it's going to be incredibly difficult. More back the boys, yeah. Um, Every time, will Liverpool we're finish finishing. on more or less points than they have this season? More, Chelsea, more, Man United, less. Okay, Tottenham, less. Depends who they get in. <laughs> Tottenham, less. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Newcastle, less. less. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting because I my opinion is that Arsenal need to... It's very well and good and I think you all have to have the mindset of pushing forward. But we must be mindful of the fact that Liverpool have had a stinker of a season and look to be back on a, like sort of gaining their form. I think once they sign a few players, yeah, yeah. get that midfield sorted out, I think they're going to be right at the top of the I think the they're table. on like seven wins in a row at the moment. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be... This new system they're cooking. Trent playing that sort of like CDM, right back hybrid role. Yeah, he's moving mad. Luis Diaz is back. He's obviously a massive part for them. Mm. I mean, they've got Curtis Jones scoring. Curtis Jones is cooking at the moment. So, yeah. Uh, interesting times. But maybe, yeah, yeah. Arsenal, do they need to be looking forward or backwards? Always look forward. Look forward yeah, you've got to believe. Got to believe. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Just focus on yourself. Come on. Focus on us in a minute when we're back with our predictions. Bash. Wow, wow, you. Wow, we are back with predictions. Predictions is coming to the end. And... Do you remember at the start of the season we said the loser of the prediction league gets to board your tattoo? Ooh. Looking long for Luke. Could be sticky. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Maybe you'll go on an absolute mazzle I'm going to need like I'm gonna need like two weeks some, of green. Some greens, baby. Um, London Derby to start. Green. Hit me with your green. Spurs. The news of Ivan Tony is going to yes. devastate. Going to devastate Brentford. I think it will. Harry Kane is going to be like, haha, you came for my English spot. Not today, and then yeah, he's gonna he's gonna drop three against uh, Brentford. I'm gonna predict two nil. He's gonna drop three. <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah, three one Spurs. I think it's gonna be a one two two draw. <laughs> Who's the third party? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna go one one, and then I bottled it and went two two. Two all. Yeah. Bournemouth versus Man United. Wow, what an interesting game. I think Man United a bit too much for Bournemouth. I don't know how good Bournemouth really are. Yeah, we... they lost last game, didn't and they? And they? they've secured they secured their um, their status in the league. Two 0 against Palace. Yeah. So for me, May United, maybe Liverpool chasing them a little bit, sniffing at their heels. Yeah, that's true. Snip, Man United snip, snip. can't afford to be slack. 
I'm going to go for a 1-0 Manchester United. A nervy game. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Manchester United. Another London derby. We've got Fulham versus Palace. Palace cooking. Eber Eze, mate. Get him in that England team because he is filthy. That goal against... I've had him on my bench three weeks in a row on fantasy and he's dropped like a million points. I've been seeing his praises since the day he came to QPR. Yeah, Luke's fancied him for a couple of years now. I remember I watched his first game. It was a League Cup game against, I think it was Bristol Rovers. And he was, you could just tell he was different. But um, yeah, a bit as a cook in. Let's keep it going, man. I'm going to go 3-2 Crystal Palace. Good result for Palace. I mean, both these teams have got absolutely nothing to play for. But um, apart from vibes. So I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Liverpool are charging. Seven wins on the bounce, Roz just said. Um, and they look... Could be eight. They look, don't know. look very, very, very good. They do. Um, and I think they want Champions League. They need Champions League. I think they want it. I think they want it bad. I mean, how do, how are you going to try Sam Bellingham and not have Champions League? If they get Europa League, they'll win the Europa League. Yeah, Mate, their squad is so good, minus that midfield, which is a bit weird. The midfield, the midfield. But if they redo that midfield in the summer, they'll go into the Europa League and just clear house. It'll be rude. Can you imagine they got Casado and McAllister and Fabinho or Mount? I think get rid of Fabinho. Fabinho stinks, mate. Um. But yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Liverpool. 3-1 Liverpool for me. Wolves versus Everton. Relegation so scrappy. If Everton win this and Forest win their game, I believe Leeds are relegated to the Skybet Championship. Which is emotional because Leeds, it was a long wait for them to get back into the Prem. And, for and they stunk it up pretty by a much point, straight back an down. American who signed Americans. America. And who's, who's, the, who's the Donny that the... The midfield they signed for big money like in January or as was it January? Weston McKenney. Nah. Apparently he's linked with Brighton now. Was it, it might have been in the summer and he just hasn't played for like ages. I don't know. I can't remember. I'll figure it out before the end of the episode. But yeah, for me, uh Wolves versus Everton. Everton might do this. I'm gonna go two one Everton. Yeah, I agree. I think Calvert Lewin back in is huge. They looked okay against City. I think they had a higher XG when they played City. Um but I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Well, I need to figure it out. Is, you take, you take is it a winger? Yes. Not, is, is it Sinistera who's not played? Yeah, Sinistera. He's not played for ages. Arsenal, uh, away at Nottingham Forest. Uh, like Luke said, they're probably like a point away from confirming their safety. They had a good... Re- like, uh, oh, and uh, Ruta as well. Oh, Jorginho. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Jorginho Ruta. yeah. Yeah, um, mad. yeah, they've had a couple of good results. Draw last week against Chelsea was naughty. So, I think they 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 don't really. Me, I think they're the, I think out, they're probably fine. Out of all the teams in the bottom five, they have the most fight about them. Yeah, and they probably play the best football. Apart from Everton when they smashed Brighton, but yeah, that was that, that was, was like we said a free result. I think I think they had a game plan and it worked phenomenally, but I don't think it was going to do it every week. However, I do think they'll be hard to beat. Um, I think Forrest, we're going to play a heavily rotated team. You think so? Yeah, I think Arteta is going to just you're going to have like Kvyor and yeah, it's going to be a weird one. But I still reckon it'll be Fabio Vieira in the middle. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking of. Yeah, Nenny. Nah, he's not fit at the moment, but it'll be like Eddie up top. He is. Pretty or fit. He is. 
Um, I reckon we do them. I think Trossard starts. Trossard scores. Uh, 2-1 Arsenal. I'm going to go for a 3-1 Arsenal. I think you're going to go like be like a one or Arsenal go ahead Forest throw their players try to get a couple points get that one point maybe mm. a draw and then hit him on the counter um, West Ham versus Leeds big big game at the bottom West Ham pretty well recently done pretty well they've got a big game tomorrow night against AZ Achma yeah what they 2-1 up yeah 2-1 up a good performance from the last leg to come back from the 1-0 down um, for me I think West Ham have underperformed all season. I think they're starting to find their f- flow right at the end, which is kind of important for them. Yeah. Lucas Pakatar's actually turned up a little bit yeah. after you called him out and put me your flop 11. Facts. Um, but yeah, um, interesting times. I think West Ham have a bit too much for Leeds. Uh, Leeds are playing that like very low percentage football. They're trying to play very... On the Sam counter, Sam Allardyce was. Uh, you deserved it. Relegated for a point. Sam, Sam Allardyce. You gotta have two L's. That, that was never gonna work. Like you appoint Sam Allardyce if you're confident that he, you've got a defense that'll work. Leeds well, have like got two a ends of the shocking. They've gone from defense. like Jesse Marsh, young, exciting manager, come through like the Red Bull system. They've gone through like a medium ground in Javi Garcia and then they've gone to the complete other end of the spectrum with Sam Allardyce. Yeah. It's, it's mental. They've gone through the full range of emotions. Um, but for me, West Ham do them. I'm going to go for a 2-0 West Ham. I think Leeds turn up. I think West Ham, they'll put a lot into this uh, oh, true. conference league game. 1-0. I'm changing my prediction. 1-0. Boo! No, yeah, I do reckon it'll be a draw. Um, but I'm going to go 2-2. 2-2 sure. that. I don't care. He's <laughs> the realist. Brighton, Southampton. Brighton slap them. Southampton already relegated. Nil. Yeah, 4 0. I'm going to go 3 0. Man City, Chelsea. That's an interesting game. Is it? I don't know. Chelsea one, shite. 1. And it gives Arsenal the belief that. Or, no, I think the permutations are that if Man City get a draw, they win the league. I thought they had I, to beat. Chelsea. No, I'm pretty sure a point wins them the league. So they just can't lose. But I could be wrong. But I reckon City do them in their sleep, mate. I think, well, if Man City draw, they're on 86 points, which is five points ahead of you. And there's two games and left. We've got a crazy worst goal difference. But, yeah, but if they if you, they draw, they're on 86 points. Uh, you win your next two games, you're on 87. Uh, so, mm-hmm. if they draw, they're one point off win the league. Feisty one. But I'm going one all. Interesting. I'm gonna go for a one nil man, two nil Man City. Monday, Newcastle, Leicester. Newcastle are gonna tear Leicester apart. Leicester. Newcastle off the back of a couple of stinkers though. L- loss against Arsenal. Draw against Leeds. And then draw against Leeds. But for me, Leicester just—they look like they're down. Yeah, down and out. They—they they just don't care. I can't see any. I, don't care. Maybe Harvey Barnes and Fardy are the only players that put in a shift. I think without Ferris, you maybe put in a little bit of a shift. Johnny Evans come back from injury like a bit too late. Yeah, just it, it's been bad. And um, for me, Newcastle slap him. I'm going to go for a three-one. I'm going to go for a three-one. Wednesday. Whoa, that's a game and a half. Brighton versus Man City. Man City, they draw against Chelsea. They'll need this to win the league. Basically, they win one of their next three games and win the league. Um, for me... Not looking good, bruv. Not looking good for you at all. I think it's going to be difficult for them, though. But I think they're going to have too much for Brian. I'm going to go for a 3-1 Man City. Man City win the league. Yeah, Man City, they've got a, a lot of fixtures in the next week, two weeks. 
a lot of important fixtures, obviously, to go and like get into Champions League final to get the league over the line. But they've got mental rigidity. Rigidity. So I reckon it'll be a good game, but they beat Brighton 2 1. Rounding off the. Is this penultimate game week? Yep. Rounding off the penultimate game week, we have what used to be a really good game Man United Chelsea. Yeah, boy, Man United do him 1 0. After one all performance from Chelsea at Man City. I'm saying it like it's fact. It is fact. Man United will go on to beat Chelsea and all but end Liverpool's hopes of the top four finish. It's emotional for them, man. By winning 2 0. Interesting. And that rounds up the penultimate game week. The penultimate game week. We're almost at the end, baby. It's almost episode 50. Then we'll be at the ultimate game week. Very special episode. Very, very special episode. We're both buzzing for it. Get ready uh, because episode 50 is going to hit different. Mm. But um, yeah, next week we will be looking at the relegation battle as uh, the title race is pretty much wrapped up. It'll be top four relegation battle. The only thing is really left to worry about. And um, But yeah, tonight we've got Man City versus Real Madrid. So Big game. The live stream will have happened, so make sure you go back and watch that for our reactions and everything. But um, yeah, guys, thank you very much for watching. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the channel. We're nearly at 200 subs. Get us to 200, mate. That'd be sick. Get us to 200. That'd be, we'd be very, very grateful. But remember, to, yeah, just please hit that uh, subscribe button. It really means a lot to us. Remember to like the video, comment down below. Let us know what you thought of it. Any final words? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been Board Draw, episode number 46. And it's live. Bash. <laughs>